This is Mark and I'm a pro fighter. I'm a prize fighter. We're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams, and you know I'm never alone. I got the man, the myth, the legend with me, the one that always makes my voice sound oh so good, the guy who knows everything about NFTs. Ladies and gentlemen, if you get a chance, please go over to prosportspodcasters.com, subscribe to our newsletter to learn how to make money off NFTs, and also, huge shout out, we hit 10,000 followers on social media. We love each and every one of you, but for the love of God, please leave us a comment on our iTunes. We do well on Spotify, we do well on Stitcher, we do well on L then, but for some reason, people seem to neglect iTunes, and we just need more comments. We love y'all, but thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my brother, Colbert Durant. Kobe, how you doing? You solid, buddy. You solid. I'm looking forward to this one, man. We're going to be talking some MMA history here. Buddy, we're talking history with a goddamn legend of this sport. So as as most of us may know, I'm fairly new to MMA. I've only been around for the past two years, and we've had the pleasure of interviewing a lot of up-and-comers and some people who are going to the UFC and just some who have fought in Bellator. But this gentleman, he, he, he's been everywhere. He is an absolute legend. I saw his name on so many MMA documentaries. He's, you can consider him a pioneer, a legend if you will, in some regards. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, and the very infamous with a lovely accent, Mr. Mark Hunt. Mark, how the hell are you doing? Hey, there, man. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> the very infamous, you say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime. We appreciate you coming on a show like this. Like, it's just, it means the world to all of us. Kobe has been watching MMA since its birth, its conception. He's probably way more excited than I could ever be, but I'm really excited right now. And I just got to say, man, like, I appreciate you being on here. But before we kind of get all fangirly and stuff, I have an actual legit question for you. How are you finding bare knuckle fighting? Well, I'm, I'm actually keen to do it. I, um, I'm looking forward to the challenge. It'll be amazing, to be honest. Um, so just waiting for the deal to come through and then we may proceed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> proceed indeed. So for training for um, bare knuckle versus regular MMA, is there, um, like, what sort of differences are there? Um, well, I've, I've, well, I should have, I've been fighting before I was actually fighting, so bare knuckle is uh, not really new to me. <laughs> um, before I actually became a pro fighter. Um, but, um, I think the differences with the with bare knuckles is you have to be more precise with stuff. Um, you can't just you know throw to how uh, Marys and all those sort of jazz. Otherwise, you get your hands broke. So you know I've got a few trophies on my hands, both sides um, from different different outings. Not on the pro circuit at all. So, but you know, a long, long time ago when I was a child. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I see. Okay. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm liking this. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm still kind of in awe that you're here right now. Again, huge fan. Love what you do. But now proceeding forward again. So some people who may be new to MMA not know everything about you. Do you want to give a quick little history of your kickboxing record, your boxing, and just everything you've done up until this point? Well, not really. I'm not really going to on about my fucking stuff. I'm not really one of those type of persons. But uh, I've been around for a long time, to be honest. So, uh, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and pull your fucking tail and say, oh, hey, this is fucking me. This, I've done this. I don't give a shit what I've done in the past. And to be honest, what I do know is that I am about to still compete in, uh, you know, in my 50th year. So uh, my age, I'll be 50 when I um, have my next match. And um, and that's exciting to me. I uh, forget about the past and what I've done before, previous. Um, I'm just looking to forward, uh, forward to the future. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. I was, that was actually pretty good. That was pretty nice. Just look forward ahead. Love that for you. Yeah. This guy just took my damn rook, the bastard. <laughs> Now I am going to look a little bit to the past here because I just want to. I'm just kind of wondering, how did how did Pride find you in the first place? To be honest, I was um I was a a fighter in um in K1. I won the world title in K1, and you know there was a, a big uh, competition going on in Japan, K1, and um and and Pride. I didn't know what um you know mixed martial arts was. You know, I've seen um look at this guy. Shit, he just you know I'm just going to resign this game. Uh, they just uh, so yeah, there was a competition in, in Japan, and um, um, and there was MMA, and it was K one. So I won the world title in K one, and um, that's how I came about. So they approached me about coming into Pride. I'd, I'd been injured from K one in two thousand and two, and I kind of found um, that after I, I I won the world title, my you know my my thirst for to being a kick kick fighter was gone. Um, so you know when Pride came along, it was a it was a totally different challenge. I thought it was kind of easy until actually, you know, realize how how it was, it was a totally different fight game, <laughs> fight business, so to say. So yeah. Now you fought a who's who of heavyweights. You quite literally who? you fought them all. You fought them all. You're you're pretty much the last man standing. Like how 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 proud does that make you? Um, I, I am. Well, the thing is, like I said, my. My my situation dictates where I go with my life and and and, and what's happened. Like I said, I got to a, a stoush with a, a you know billionaire company, a multi billionaire company, and um and I, it cost a lot of money to to try and make things right and make things even. Um, I'm not going to say that I am ashamed of doing it because what I was doing was right, and I and I and still to this day it is right. There's not a person in this globe that can that would be able to tell me that um what I did was wrong or kind of stupid. In, in the way things are, I mean, I'm still fighting. I'm still going to go out there and put my hard work in. At the end of the day, I try to make changes, and, and I'm still in the process of making these changes. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got a reputation of being pretty much a banger. You just go in and throw down, and either you or someone else is kissing the canvas. Is that a is that a misnomer? Is that really not the case? Do you go in with a very defensive mindset or no? Well, people that that um, that do think that I'm just a, a slugger and all that, uh, you know, they're totally wrong. I mean, a, a lot of the top end fighters in the globe are pretty smart people. Uh, you know, we have a, a, a mind for a combat. To be honest, um, whether they see the the way I the way I see things or or not, you know, that's just how I see things. You know, you know I don't really care how other people see things or how they how they they make their judgments and how they live their lives. It's not on me. It's um, you know, they can only do what um, 
what I feel, what I see. So if, if they're seeing that, that's, that's, uh, that's um, you know, cool. It's good for them. That's, that's just not how I see it. So. Now, Australian fighters have had a lot of success, period, over the last few years especially. Is that something you saw happening, or are you just a little bit surprised by that? Well, not surprised. There's a lot of great fighters here down under in Australia. Uh, and New Zealand, there's a lot of great fighters. I, I, I'm not um, successes, and you know, it's, it's, you got to define it. What you mean by success? I mean, I don't. Uh, it's, a, it's a different way I look at things as to probably the way you look at things um, these days. As a, as a as a fighter that's come through from both, you know, from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. How, how do you measure success, Mark? I mean, it depends on. Like I said, it depends on. Um, Depends on that person, right? I mean, I you're talking about uh, there's a lot of successful fighters that come from Australia, is there? Fuck. <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, I, to me, the the absolute best fighter in the UFC right now is Volkanovski. Yeah, you could say that, but um, does that that title and belt that he holds is it a is it a, exactly what uh, you know what you're talking about? Okay, I see. I see. I see where you I see, see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. So what I'm trying to say is that if you're talking as in success, everyone judges success differently. Um, if you're talking about um, uh, titles, like I said, I don't class any fighter in Australia as, as a successful fighter. But the belt that they carry is a garbage belt. But I, you know, I don't want to get in, go on about the the UFC because, like I said, we still have a lot of issues yep. that need to be sorted out. So I don't want to sit here and and because um, I had years of, of of trying to make things even. So me setting me um, a successful fighter. <laughs> and you're talking to the wrong person. You're talking about that company and 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 Australia with with a bad holder because it does not make sense to me at all. So when this class action comes due, because it appears as though they are going to mm-hmm. lose it, would you consider that a success? Well, it's a it's a step towards it. They've already lost uh, the case. It's a step towards making things okay. Um, you know, and, and how many years and how many fighters have come and gone through and, and have been through the ringer for this to have happened? Mm-hmm. So when you, you ask me about success about these uh, fighters, I don't know. There isn't a successful fighter down here if you're talking about that level of things. So. Okay, fair enough, Mark. Yeah, fair enough indeed. So some fans obviously are going to be like, if they're new to this or, or, or might not know, but they can Google everything that's going on between you and the UFC. But I do want to ask a question, not regarding UFC, but the Bellator PFL merger. Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, I think it's, uh, all I can say is I don't know the whole deal, but I think it's great for competition, which gives fighters a, a, an opportunity to make more money. Mm. Yes. Okay. That's, so- what I'm, what's, uh, that's what I can say about it. I don't really know much about the whole, just to the whole server, but if, if it gives more fighters opportunities, then I'm all for it. Oh, 100%. You know, being, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, with Francis Ngannou kind of doing what he did and setting the precedent for it and kind of essentially almost giving the middle finger to uh, Dana White was um, was quite interesting to see. Again, I'm very new to the UFC, so I'm like, does this happen often? And Kobe's like, no, no, it doesn't. So it's, 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 it's not new. I mean, it's, it's a thing that People were trying to do for many, many years. The only difference is, uh, and Ghana had the belt, and he was lucky that the antitrust lawsuit allowed him to do that. You know, I mean, before Ghana came along, there were many others, uh, you know, trying to make changes in that, but just it didn't happen. You know, uh, you have to make changes legally, you know, for everybody, not just 
you know, you've got to do things the right way, not to, um, you can't just talk about doing shit. And I talk is cheap these days. You've got to actually do shit about it. That's very but, yeah. fair, and you're doing it very well. Okay, okay. Another thing, too, again, kind of researching you before you were coming on, there, there's a bit of a, a debate online that apparently you have the hardest punch in history. Is this something people have t- spoken to you about before? No, that's not me. I think uh, Ghana's got the hardest punch in history. Um, I mean, that's what they say it is, but, uh, you know, uh, who knows? Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really test it. I just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know I got a pretty hard punch, but <laughs> I don't know who's the hardest. I mean, everyone's got a hard punch, to be honest. <laughs> You type your name in and it shows in like hardest punch in history, Mark Hunt. And I was like, damn. Well, couldn't anyone write a shit like that? Mark <laughs> can make stories up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never received a punch from you. Have you ever done one of those punch things where you kind of count the, uh, or like tells you the PSI? I have actually. I didn't really uh, do it properly. I was just, um, I just, I wasn't actually the, the UFC, uh, the fight center there in Vegas when I was there, when I was working for them. Um, but I didn't really do it hard. I just, just whacked it and see what it did. It, um, yeah, pretty crazy, but it's uh, pretty good how that works. Do you remember what your uh, number was? <clears throat> no, it was pretty shit, man, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty shit, to be honest. I don't think I got much at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair indeed. Um, I mean, I've never punched one before. I've always been curious. I feel like I wouldn't get very high. Whatever, like, just above little bitch would be, would be mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think mine would be not very far away, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, man. According to these articles online, there's a 38-minute video about your power. So somebody's a huge fan of your fist. Well, somebody's writing these articles. Hey, fuck, it must be, it must be me my team. <laughs> I don't know, It's not me, that's for sure. <laughs> Just hyping you up, hyping you up. All right, yeah, so you're turning, you're turning the big 5-0 this coming year. You said you wanted to fight within that time frame. Is, like, is there something you want to do for your big 50th that's not involving a cage? Right, I'm an educator. I'm an educator on um, making some coin and um, fighting. I'm an educator on the bare knuckle and, uh, well, maybe a boxing fight here and there. You know? I said I'll do six more for actually retired. I had two uh, boxing fights. Um, and... Um, now it's there are four more to finish it, so yeah, hopefully I can get this uh, bare knuckle contract underway and go from there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about it, and um, you know, there's a lot of people interested and keen on doing it, you know, throwing hands. And I'm, I think, uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, I mean, it came across my Twitter, so I was like, oh my god, Mark Hunt's doing like bare knuckle now. Like, good on him. Like, I feel like he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with there. Yeah, thank you, man. Anytime. <laughs> Have you ever, uh, forgive me if I don't know this information, but have you ever or would you ever open your own training gym? Well, I've been a part of a few different gyms. Um, I just I just um, run into bad business partners, that's all. Um, so, you know, it, wasn't a, it didn't go that well. Plus, I don't like training people anyway, so it's a, I'm pretty rough when it comes to training. I just, I just you know, I'm not, really, I'm not really a good trainer at all. I have zero patience um, <laughs> for, training, for training people and... Uh, it's like babysitting. You know, I've been through my whole ratio of trying to help people. I just I'm done with it, you know. So, I mean, I'm a uh, school teacher, so I kind of get the whole babysitting thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not done with helping people. I'm done with fighters, uh, you know, because like I said, the path for fighting is, is 
it's hard, already as it is. But then when you've got other things on top of that, you just sit there and go, why would you put, want to put yourself through that, that sort of shenanigans? You know what I mean? And they got to, to deal with all this other shit. Mm, all right. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, Mark, at Bare Knuckle, do you have an opponent in mind? All of them. They don't want smoke. I'll give them a smoke. <laughs> now, I've been talking to, you know, Mick Charles is a nice guy. Um, I, I kind of, you know, he's a respectful uh, man. Uh, I think it'll be a great fight for him, and, for me and him at the belt. So it's hard to talk smack with him. But um, that Lorenzo Hunt, yeah, that guy is kind of interesting. I'd like to uh, throw hands with that guy for sure because not only has he got my last name, but he's actually got my fight name. My first fight name, you know, th- over 30 years ago was the Juggernaut. Oh. And here's this fool going on about that. He's, you know, the unstoppable force. You know, I see them already on social media. There's, a, there's only one star, unstoppable force, and it's God. So mm. that breastfeeding dog is going to be struck down, man, by the hand of God. Not just... <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Now, are there any sports that you follow outside of MMA, Mark? What are you a fan of? I'm a big gamer. I, I, I play online game, PC. I play, uh, I'm just playing chess right now. I play, you know, I like, um, my happy place is, like I said, a lot of times it's just chilling out at home and gaming and, you know, my alter ego comes out a lot. I talk a whole lot of shit um, <laughs> online and, just, you know, um, yeah, I just love gaming and um, basically it's uh, sport-wise, I, after what happened to, uh, with the, the UFC, with the, the lawsuits and everything, I um, I didn't really keep following the UFC. I have a lot of uh, friends I know that still compete in their company and it's kind of hard to watch and support them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just stopped watching all together. I try to watch all the local guys and like I said, when it comes to um, successful fighters, it depends on how you, you know, you judge that. Now, are you, are you talking gaming on a game system or on a computer? PC, yeah, computer. PC, okay, what, what games? I play Counter-Strike CSGO 2. Okay. I used to play, uh, I used to play a little strategy game. I found COD kind of hard because I, you know, I kept getting on now. The eyes just get, this, the graphics are so fucking good. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> but um, you know, I, I play a lot of games online. So you know, CSGO is my game. I play a lot with a group of friends of mine, and uh, we just get all toxic and racist and all that sort of shit that gets like, comes along with the game, which is crazy. So you know, <laughs> the alter ego can run wild. You know what I mean? It's funny. You know what? You're like you're like the third fighter that we've talked to that is big into gaming as like a, an outlet. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to start my own gaming league, um, but you know, that's another plan of mine to be doing later on. It's trying to start a gaming league of CS:GO players, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I just love gaming. I've been doing it since I was um, from uh, you know from the from long ago. <laughs> now, how how long? Like how how often are you in the gym these days? Never. <laughs> I, I said I'd fight, so I, I, when I stop fighting, I'd give it up. But I, like I said, I've, I've been asked, I've been called to go back to to uh, run the gauntlet, and I'm here. So um, once I lock in the contract, I'll be taking, the, you know, finding a place to train and exercise. I'm looking forward towards, uh, um, you know, um, making claim to that belt, that being up about in, um, in June. So you don't have a coach. You don't have a coach right now. Oh, not really. I don't really need a coach. Um, I, I just need someone to pass me the water. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, so you're ready to rock, period. Yeah, man, I mean, like I said, I was, uh, didn't, as a kid growing up, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But, I um, mean, you know, God said you're going to be a fighter, and that's um, what I've been doing ever since, and that's it. So, whether you call fighting in the ring or, you know, fighting out the ring or 
trying to get out of my situation, circuit does whatever, I'm still doing it. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even, you know, I did an interview yesterday and you said it was kind of sad. I, I don't find it kind of sad at all to be doing what I'm doing. I, I, you know, I love competing when it gets to doing the raw end of it. So, I mean, I, I, I do it because I, for the money, of course, I don't fight for free. And like I said, when you actually get into the whole really video of fighting, it's uh, better than any any drug in the world that you take. So, I mean, of course, there's the bad side of it, but, you know, like I said, I fight for the money. I'm a prize fighter, and that's why I'm doing this, you know. So it's better than, I mean, I, I can't complain about it at all. You know, people, like I've been to a few parties where people ask me, say, Mark, man, I don't know how you do Mark. And I said, you know, and I said, don't know how you do what? And he goes, you fight for a living. <laughs> and I said, man, 99% of the world fucking get up and get a work if you don't grind your job, you know, do you like your job? Get your fucking ass up in the car and drive fucking 10 hours or whatever the fuck it is. You know, your routine is like mine. It's just, you know, it's, it's something you're not crazy. <laughs> no, 100%, buddy. 100%. When you book that next fight, let us know. Yes, sir. Well, that's, you know, that's on day thousand, so I'm looking forward. We're talking to them already, so, you know, hopefully we can um, lock in a contract with, the, with Bicky, Big Mickey. You know, I'd love to, to, to throw hands with him, but um, I'm going to get that juggernaut, uh, that uh, Lorenzo after that, that's for sure. Right on. That's exactly it. Now, Merck, I was looking at your Wikipedia page, and it said you had a professional wrestling career for a year in Hustle. <laughs> yes, sir. I, <laughs> yeah. How did, how did that happen, and why didn't you pursue wrestling even after this? Well, I mean, I, I, I was a pro wrestling in Japan, and I, I found that um, – Okay, yeah, no, it was, um, I found it quite interesting and, and, and fun. The character that I played was a, was a degenerate gambler and a gangster. And, um, I was, um, Aki Banger was the one, you know, he's like six foot eight or six foot 25 or some shit. And he's a big man. And, and he was like a one year old. And I was, you know, a bad influence in the way to get him to smoke and gamble and do all this shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, my character was quite funny. So, but I, I enjoyed my little stint in their pro wrestling gig. Yeah, it was uh, just, um, I just didn't do any more of it, to be honest. So um, I found it quite fun. I mean, regardless whether it was, uh, it was not real, you know what I mean? It was, it was quite fun. That's, uh, that's almost like you're living the dream in a way. Because growing up, I was a huge fan. Like I said, I was in karate, so I was a huge fan of, of, of fighting. But I didn't really know that UFC was a thing. But I love professional wrestling. So the fact that I'm sitting here talking to an MMA legend, a, a basically and who also did wrestling and you did a little bit of television and film work like mark you've lived like five people's lives dude you need to calm down a bit my dude and you want to start bro, a gaming league too my god guy bro, bro you don't even know half of my life yeah i, I felt if you know before i was a pro fighter it feels like i lived five lives before that i was um like i said i was i had a pretty, pretty crazy childhood i was uh i was homeless at eight so from then it started my adulthood i felt like i was um Fending for myself from a long time ago, to be honest. So I've been a fighter since uh, since day dot, man. Sorry, did you say you were homeless? Well, yeah, I'd run away. My dad was quite violent. I've got a book out, you know, called Born to Fight. You know, maybe you can have a geezer that and see how that goes. Um, yeah, so I mean, I find it um, quite a blessing to be, um, to, to be to have lived my life even before I became a pro fighter. Um, like I said, I was playing fisticuffs on the streets before I actually. Um, had my first ring fight. So Ben Knuckle is probably pretty much some actually actually going back home to Ben Knuckle, which is, you know, which where I pretty much started. So, <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird full circle kind of thing. Yes, sir. Looks like it. Like, yeah. 
hundred <laughs> percent. All right, bots. So before we kind of get you out of here, uh, just a couple more little questions for you. Uh, number one, where can our friends, family, and more importantly, my mother find you on social media? Um, I have a new pro page. It's called the real Mark hunt. You can find me there on Instagram and, um, my Facebook page is the, the super side on Mark hunt. Um, if you need me on social media, I, I, I've got a TikTok page, but I don't really go that much. It just, it was just a couple of things for my son. And that's basically it. You can find me uh, on the on the gaming on the metaverse, battling with the demons everywhere. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, guys. Finally. All right, man. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks so much. I'm going to give you a follow on social media. Your yeah, Instagram. Thanks, buddy. Seriously. That was thank awesome. you. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience where no sport is left behind.